Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on April the 26th of 2022. This is podcast number 123. Good morning, Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Are you sure? Yes. Really? 72 hours, Barry. <laughs> 72 hours. 72 hours now. And of I'm what? making it. Of what? Uh, I, I think I'm still the new executive director of the, the Topeka Rescue that's Mission. Right, that's right. Last <laughs> podcast we had, I was executive director, yes. and now I'm not. I know. And so uh, that's the way things happen around uh, here. After 36 years, they finally figure out that uh, we need a new person in here. <laughs> and so, but I, you know, you and I have been kind of joking. We're kind of sick and tired of talking about ourselves. Yeah. And so we're not going to do much of that today. No. We've been talking about this for a long yes, time. Yes, we have. But last Friday was a, was a wonderful event mm-hmm. with the transfer of directorship over mm-hmm. to you. And and uh, we had an opportunity to be at Fellowship Bible Church with uh, some great folks out there, and yes. people uh, could watch it on uh, Facebook. Yes, and they still can, I guess. Yes. And, so forth. So anyway, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling about being the executive director of the rescue mission? Um, I'm loving it, Barry. I'm loving it. You know, Friday was um, beautiful, and I think it was beautiful because. Um, we were able to just look back at what all God has done at the rescue mission. Um, and, and so much of that too was also because you were willing, you were a vessel. And so that is inspiring to me that I want to be that for the people that needed it as well. Um, and it, and it's not about Barry. It's not about LaManda. Um, it's about what the Lord is doing. Um, but we also have to be obedient to what he needs us to do. Um, and another thing I just thought of was, and I've kind of heard this from several people that's reached out that Friday, everyone was involved. Mm. It was an event that you came to. It was an event that you were a part of, um, even sitting out in the audience. And so I just loved that because there was just something so different about, about that time together and, and to see donors and volunteer and, volunteers and staff. And it was just, I don't know, it was just such a blessing. It was a good one. Good mm-hmm. transfer. So yeah. And uh, some people may be saying, well, why are you still around, Barry? Uh, <laughs> didn't you retire? Well, yes, I did. But uh, I'm going to be here to help you and yes. help the rescue mission. And uh, the just professional kinda, opinion the giver. Professional P-O-G. Opinion <laughs> giver. That's right. That's right. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. <laughs> so uh, but the mission's in great shape. Uh, some wonderful things have happened over, mm-hmm. we're in our 70th year of mm-hmm. Topeka Rescue Mission. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That's before all of us were around. And so um, how cool that is to be a part of this history in Topeka yes. of um, being able to be ready to do what's called mm-hmm. to do next. Yes. Well, Amanda, one of the things that you uh, have uh, done in in the process of getting ready for becoming the executive director is uh, some uh, realignment of some different programs here mm-hmm. um, to go to that next place that we need to be, and and we're going to talk about that today. Yes. Uh, but one of the people in regards to uh, stepping up to the plate in some of your realignment is this this incredible woman mm-hmm. who came to the rescue mission about a year ago, as I recall, who um, is probably one of the best decisions that I ever made uh-huh. to bring somebody or invite somebody to uh-huh. the rescue mission. I'm so glad she said yes. Uh-huh. Me too. And so uh, <laughs> because she is just not it out of the park mm-hmm. um, and uh, in so many different ways. And uh, you've seen that now. Mm-hmm. And so you are going to, um, or you already have mm-hmm. appointed Misty Boss Hastings mm-hmm. into a new position. And so Misty, uh, welcome to our community, our mission. A 
again. Thank you. <laughs> so Glad good to be have, here. So good to have you here. So Misty, uh, so we can kind of catch up to prior to a year ago when you came on as the director of what we were calling Rapid Rehousing at that point, uh, which was a whole new ball game for Topeka Rescue Mission. What were you doing um, prior to uh, coming on Topeka Rescue Mission at that time? Uh, before I started here, I worked for the state, um, Kansas Department for Aging and Disability Services. I was the Housing and Homelessness Project Coordinator for the state. So I oversaw all the state grants that took care of homeless people with mental illness. And meant, meant what? Oversaw the grants. You just didn't do paperwork all the no. time, did you? <laughs> no. no, that was the worst part of the uh-huh. job. Yes. The best part uh-huh. of the job was um, I would I got to go all over Kansas and experience um, what the, the homeless are experiencing all across the state. So from Wichita to way out west and Dodge City and Kansas City. And, and I got to go along with some of the greatest homeless outreach teams and see how they do their jobs and uh, just learn so much and meet so many really interesting people, um, made some really great friendships and just, uh, it was just a blessing to have that job. Misty, not too many people would get to do that. You know, I, I haven't done that. I've been uh, here in Topeka. I mean, I've gone <laughs> a few places and seen some different things, but you actually, that was part of your job was to see the bigger picture of homelessness in Kansas. Yes. What would you say you learned uh, that was kind of, common or maybe it was unique and all that? I think my biggest takeaway was my attitude towards homelessness. Mm. I kind of had my own opinions based on the way I grew up and what I knew of it. But one thing that I learned was the amount of mental health issues that is really going on. And a lot of people have opinions about drugs and alcohol being a big part of it. But I realized that's not always the case, and it's really a lot of times not the case. It's a serious mental health issue. Even if there is substance abuse, Even and if there, there could is, be mental illness that's part of that on the front end of yeah, it, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's usually just a coping skill and mm. not, not the underlying issue. Mm. And, and I, I, one time somebody said to me, how many of your sane friends or family members would sleep outside? Mm-hmm. And that just... Stuck with me like, oh my gosh, we have no right to make any judgment on these people. We have no idea what they've been through and what Mm -hmm. they're going through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just seeing so many people out there not connected to services they need and deserve, you know, just kind of Mm -hmm. stirred something in me. You know, that's, uh, we've talked for decades about how we're taking care of the mentally ill in our country. Uh, because there were some major shifts that occurred um, across the country, starting to clear back in the 60s, and then and eventually in Kansas, it was the mid-80s, I want to say, with mental health reform, uh, about going to more community-based support programs versus institution. Having worked in institutions, two of them, uh, prior to coming to the rescue mission, they were not the all-in-all. They weren't the best fix for everybody. However, the pendulum swung way the other way of closing down state hospitals and private hospitals to putting people in community, which really was a great idea if it would have been fully funded and walked out so that we could have people that would have an option rather than get into a major crisis and then try to get into a limited resource in regards to hospitalization. And so we just 
haven't got there yet. We, we've kicked can. So homelessness has exploded across America. Mm-hmm. Um, suffering and, 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 and crime, unfortunately, people do desperate things sometimes. It's not that you know, all the crimes committed by homeless people, not saying that at all, probably very little of it, but it does contribute to crime. Because people, when they struggle, they do desperate things, not to justify it, but it is part of the deal. And this this suffering that gets perpetuated on then to generations. And so we have uh, come to a, a realization that things must be done differently. Yeah. Even in homeless shelter work, because um, our resources are very, very limited. Before we get into what all you did in that arena to really help us, Misty, I know that um, I knew you a little bit uh, because of you being uh, involved in Tent City. Um, when that was a big deal, um, and the railroad said you can't do that anymore. And so, uh, we had to relocate people. I remember walking towards tent city out of the back of the mission with you one time. And, uh, I had this idea of a, of a shower, you know, that you could, uh, ex- it wasn't even mobile at that time. It was going to be put it down close to tent city. So there were, and, uh, and you said, we can do that. I was like, well, who are you? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you were for K-Dads, you know? And then eventually it came around to that we would have the um, vision to get a mobile shower to go out to what we call the mobile access partnership sites, which you were very, very instrumental in helping that happen. Um, and then um, and I remember in 2019 when we were having funding challenges in, in August as it came out in the newspaper, you were the first person that called me the very next morning early to say, hey, let me know what I can do. And, you know, I, I heard about your reputation. I heard about you. I saw you a little bit in action, but that, that meant so much to me. And then um, when we had this opportunity to um, begin a rapid rehousing program, we had an initial director who had been an intern from the West Coast that was helping us do that, and we had an opening. You were the first person we thought of. And um, so we're so glad we brought you on and because you've just rocked it, to say the least. We want to talk about that. But, Misty, you mentioned about your own personal experience. I know you've shared this before. But why was a Topeka Rescue Mission important to you? Um, <clears throat> because you guys took care of my dad for a lot of years. And so my dad was an addict and, you know, Back then, I thought that's all he was, but I'm guessing now there was probably, probably a lot more going more on. Yeah. Um, but there was times when I was a young adult that he would live with me, but sometimes he couldn't due to the rules of wherever I was living. And I took care of him the best I could, but sometimes I couldn't. And that would put land him here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he would sleep in his truck sometimes and it just um, it, it was it was awful to watch as a kid. Sure. And um mm-hmm. But I knew that when he was here, he was being taken care of. Uh, he was a different person when he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just knowing that this was there for him meant a lot to me. And I knew that uh, I wanted to, to give back someday. Um, but I didn't really, didn't really know how all that was going to happen. Um, and then until I lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed of an overdose in 2005. And... Initially, my coping skills weren't that great, mm-hmm. and uh, for, for about a year, I just didn't do well, and then I realized that I wanted to honor him, and so uh, we started volunteering my kids, and I started volunteering in the kitchen. Interesting. So we started serving food over there, and um, just being there, I would get so emotional. Mm-hmm. I would get so emotional, mm-hmm. um, but it felt like maybe his presence was there a little bit, and 
And then I remember when I first started working for K-Dads and, and coming over here, it just, it was one of the, you know, one of the things I look forward to every month was coming to what was called integrated service team. Mm -hmm. And it was other um, individuals from um, state agencies that had kind of decision-making abilities and we would work together to house the hardest to house. And, and the first time I came over, it was just, oh, I was a mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was a mess because, you know, just thinking about where I was, you know, at one point sure, in my life. Sure. And then now I'm here and, and what my dad would think of me. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not too many people Absolutely. can actually go through what you went through and then be where you are today. Because it is mm -hmm. such an emotional roller coaster, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, you can take a moment here. Okay. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. uh, totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, but to see, uh, as some people would say, you, it was so hard. It was so tragic. It was so, so yeah, everything, but it, it, it was lemons to lemonade yes. now and what you've done to help so many people. Well, kind of fast forwarding along that when we had this opportunity, uh, because of the pandemic, yeah. uh, mission had to be smaller. We had to find other resources for folks. We started working with City of Topeka around their emergency solutions grant. I always call it emergency shelter grant. I think that's what it used to be called, <laughs> ESG funds. Uh, good, good word, solutions. And uh, Corey Wright with the city reached out to us and said, hey, we really want to work with you guys to um, help us utilize these COVID funds to be able to get people into housing. And we knew, okay, things are going to be a little different. COVID kind of changed the game. Um, we had never really uh, partnered with government in regards to funding before. And we said, okay, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And uh, we did. And you came on board. And we had some goals that were far surpassed of getting people into housing and keeping them there yeah. with your team that you have just cultivated. You have a great team. Awesome I team. Do. I mean, these are angels. Mm -hmm. um, they used to be called, I used to call them Barry's Angels, but now Bill <laughs> Amanda's Angels, but they're Misty's Angels. That's right. Uh -huh. They're God's Angels. Oh. I mean, they're just, they the just, God squad. They really <laughs> are. And, and, and so, We've been able to see things really differently through a different lens out of adversity to be able to get people housing, stabilized, good housing, working with landlords. And so how many was it um, last year that you actually were able to get in housing? About 160-some, I think <laughs> it so. It was a lot. <laughs> I, it, was, uh -huh. it was a little more than double what was expected. It, it was 80 yeah. that was expected and just... That's Just incredible. A little more than That's double. incredible. Yeah. So those funds pretty much have gone away. So now we're trying to raise all of our own funds to replicate this. And I know you're all wondering if this was a pilot, are we done? We can't be done when it works. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm out there saying, hey, y'all, we have we have not a solution for homelessness, but we have a remedy for some people who are facing homelessness to get into their own housing. And it's not just housing. It's about follow-up case management, um, case management, which, which really means loving on people to be there for them. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lamanda, we saw what Misty was mm -hmm. doing here and yes. her, not just in the area of housing knowledge, mm -hmm. but in the systems knowledge with K-Dads and personal life experience and the track record we saw here. Mm -hmm. And so as you have taken on executive director, we said, okay, we're going to make a change here and talk about what the system is now and what Misty is doing today. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about Misty is she understands and has so much wisdom and, and smarts centered around policy. Mm -hmm. um, however, she sees the person before the policy. Amen. And um, I think that our God is a God of order. So we need policy. We need procedures. And, and we need to uh, be 
just as good of a follower as we are a leader. So I believe in that. But I also think that there are times where we can't put that before saying, okay, God, you've put this person in front of me. What am I supposed to do to bless him or her today? And so um, Misty is an out-of-the-box thinker. Um, she's also courageous. Um, so she is willing to take a fall to be able to maybe be on the mountaintops for someone. And I love that about her because I um, want to empower everybody here at the rescue mission to do just that. Um, And so instantly I thought, you know, we've seen what she does with this department. What other departments need that type of leadership? And when I say leadership, it's not just the form of leading from the front, but it's also supporting from the back. Mm-hmm. And um, so very instantly, I thought, well, if we're doing this with housing, that's really part of our case management plans with people and when the guests come in. And so then I was thinking, well, we also have our um, care program, which is the career and job readiness. And um, so then I thought, well, how do we have these teams from the career and education piece, from the housing piece, and our guest management team that is all doing amazing work, but they're all kind of doing it in silos a little bit because it hadn't been organized anything differently. So I thought, um, I'm going to talk to Misty about this. Um, About a year ago when I was on the Listen and Learn, um, Misty already had great ideas for how we can work together better. Um, So we're working smarter and not harder. Mm -hmm. And um, that is something that stuck with me. Um, I still have my little notepad that I took notes on from our meeting, but it just wasn't the right timing yet because my heart was not to change things quickly. It was to really learn and observe and to see those things so that when it was time to make decisions that I was doing it to what God was asking me to do. And so um, just a couple of months ago, uh, we asked to meet with her. And um, I will say, I feel bad talking about Miriam when she's not here. But when I told Miriam, hey, I really think I need Misty to do this and to lead this new team, Miriam said, no, because I don't want to lose her. Uh, Because Miriam's been able to be her supervisor. But uh, to know Misty is to love Misty. And um, I said, I know, well, we'll just look at it as sharing. So we've been sharing Misty uh, during this transition. My supervisor is. I'm Poor just, Misty. I just report to everybody. Whatever. Yes, we're all fighting over her and her team. Well. Um, yes, but she is now um, embarking on bringing um, our care team together, our housing team together, and our guest management team to form kind of this new division of guest services, um, and and intentionally turning into from guest management to guest services. We're here to serve, um, and we're not here to manage. Right. Just that semantics. It it matters. And so um, I'm excited for you to hear from Misty of just the changes. I mean, we had two meetings and the next thing I know, she says, "Okay, I'm ready. She comes into a meeting and she has five trainings planned out. She has a PowerPoint done because she knew I was going to say okay, well, I agree with this, but then how are you going to walk this out? She was like, oh, well, that's this stack of papers. So, um, yeah, great stuff in store. So Misty, uh, you came in here and in a year just created this most amazing, successful uh, rehousing program for our guests here. Um, you've now expanded that, and this will be also underneath your direction. Yes. Are you concerned about leaving that behind, or no. any any concerns that you've 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 broadened your horizons <laughs> now? Is that going to take away from a real passion that you have, or is this going to all work together? It's going to all work together. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, it's just going to work 
in one way and not three separate ways or four separate ways, whatever mm-hmm. it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really now just looking at the whole person mm-hmm. and what that person needs instead of repeating what was done in one department from the next or um, doubling up on efforts and mm-hmm. not really knowing what the, what so, the other department so is doing. So as an example of that, we have a really great team that does um, our uh, job career readiness mm-hmm. program. Yeah. And sometimes they would be helping people with birth certificates. Yeah. And so would guest management mm-hmm. helping and so people. so would housing. And so would housing. And so you all, okay, all right, well, that's good. You oh, know, yes. three, th- three, three's better than nothing, <laughs> but it better be, you know, better than everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's sounds simple that it ought to be done that way, but sometimes people have different accesses to different um, resources. And we're also spread out in different facilities as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, now you have an opportunity just to kind of, okay, let's take what we've learned that's really good and bring that all together to help expedite people to get help quicker, Yes, which I think is probably going to help people get out of homelessness quicker. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your vision, Misty, um, now that you've um, been here, seen this, now this is in front of you? I know you kind of mentioned bring it all together, but what, what's, what do you can happen now so now i guess what i expect to see the most that's going to be the most noticeable to people is the amount of people coming in the door over and over and over again mm-hmm. is not going to happen anymore so why do they do that why do they do that why do they keep coming back to trm well i believe it's because when you know when somebody comes in if they're not immediately picked up mm-hmm. and we're not immediately showing them interest and pouring into them and letting them know that they matter, then they're just lost in the shuffle. And they, you know, they're just not believing in themselves. They're maybe just here for a, a shower and, and a couple nights rest before they know that they're going to just go back out the streets because, believe it or not, a lot of people just don't believe that they deserve mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to have a roof over their head. And that is um, something that we have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, or something that we can help. When you them say a roof over their their own place, their own place, mm-hmm. or even even the shelter. Um, yeah. But it's they keep just, coming back, though. Why would somebody keep coming back? They've been here. They go out. They come back, and you see possibly breaking that cycle. Yes. So why would they keep coming back? What's not out there for them? Um, their base their basic needs being able to be met: mm-hmm. food, um, clothing, hygiene. I think they come back just to get those really basic needs met. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're back out, um, and there could be a lot of different reasons. Well, too. One of the things we uh, we did a, a, a survey with some of the ladies here a number of years ago, and the thing that bubbled to the top is safety. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel safe out there. Yeah, and we know that there are some troubled neighborhoods and there are some troubled housing systems and so forth. How can you help? to um, get people into safer neighborhoods with safer, responsible landlords, those kind of things. How have you worked on that? Because really they're not coming back now yeah. and they're staying in their housing. Yeah. So what's changed? Well, we've, we've done a lot of landlord relationships and mm-hmm. just built relationships and let landlords know that we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but honestly, we haven't even had to deal with any anything like I've seen in in other jobs where you know I'm getting a bill for five thousand dollars for damages someone mm-hmm. has caused we have not seen anything like that with our with our folks why not um 
Well, because we're we keep showing up and and mm-hmm. checking on them and making so sure. So you just that, don't get them housing and then buy, right? And then everything falls apart. You're right. staying involved. We are staying involved. Um, basically, within a week, we're checking in to see how the transition is going. Um, we're continuing to kind of touch base to see what needs they have for their for their home, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just household items. And then we, we don't stop there. So usually within um, within about a month, we let them get settled. And then every two weeks, we're kind of calling saying, would you like a food box? Can we bring you food? And that's one way that we connect to them. And that, that does a lot for us. That has that, that food box mm-hmm. from the mission mm-hmm. has really Always been, works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to come eat? Yes, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah we'll food is very motivational. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but they, that has helped us keep a lot of relationships going and it's you know there's there's a issue with people being able to afford food for sure um but you know i believe that they like to see us too you know Mm -hmm. and um just know that we're we're still caring we're still i mean we we still do whatever they need i mean we're putting beds together you know six months down the road after something's Mm -hmm. broken or hanging curtains hanging (laughs) curtains (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it just it just kind of whatever they need um relationships yes you are their friends yes and barry i think it's you know wise to say this is a team of four people Mm -hmm. so -hmm. when we talk about this amazing team which you are (laughs) um sometimes i think people can think oh there's probably you know eight to ten people doing that Mm -hmm. no like the whole TRM staff right now is 62 amazing people. Um, and this department who is outreaching, loving, supporting, housing, caring, being a village for 160 people are four ladies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think that that also shows me, um, one, the importance of our level of dependence of God because he provides the food boxes, the time, the schedules, those kinds of things. But I also think that shows the attitude of those four ladies, including Misty, um, is not a, oh, it's three o'clock, I'm leaving. It's, oh, we've got two more food boxes to bring. We're going to do that because we know those people seeing us is worth the extra hour we're putting in. Um, And so they just have this selfless, I'm going to put others above myself. Um, And that's why... I want to then pour so much into them because they are pouring into so many others. And so and it also um, then reflects of all the infrastructure behind you all mm-hmm. that is able to be able to be out there yeah. um, like the food baskets. You know, yes. First of all, you got to get the food donated. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to have somebody to have a place to put it and then somebody to be able to get it to you so you can take it to them. And you, the list goes on with education and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you guys, um, it's not a, a nine to fiver. Um, it's, it's basically on call 24 seven to help people to stabilize. So we've seen it work. We've seen the opportunity for it to grow, mm-hmm. but you can't do it with just four people no. going forward and continue those relationships because your friendships are getting strong. Um, expanded, <laughs> they are. They are growing. <laughs> and so you can't make people wait too long. That that's you know, Misty, you you're very familiar, and some people who are listening are very familiar with this kind of debate um, in regards to uh, the housing first model. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, and there's been a lot of discussion that in rescue ministries, you know, because we're shelters, you know, and we believe in housing, but we believe in that people need stability to be able to get them into housing and those kind of things, which I think there's 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 accuracy in that. Housing in of itself does not solve the problem. 
housing is an extremely important piece to solving the problem. So what you all have done is you've taken, okay, we want to get them to housing as quickly as we can, but you don't just leave them there. You actually have a relationship with them there to help them stabilize there. So Misty, to grow this, so we've got a homeless problem nationally. We've got one here in Topeka, Kansas. We have a clue now of what might work. What are some essential elements to help the community understand how they can participate in helping people to come out of homelessness and to get housing, but also to be able to be stabilized and have a productive, healthy life? So how the community could help with yeah, this? Yeah. What do oh. we need? What do you need? Oh what do you want? Let me get Come on. Oh, well, I was going to say, Barry, that's a dangerous what question. Do you, what she do you has want to a make list. This, this, just go further. It works. It already works. It we're does. not. We're not questioning anymore. Is this a good plan? Yeah. What do we need to do to make the plan work even better? It would be great to have some volunteers to help help cover some of our friendships for sure. Okay. Yes. So relationships. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I would love to see the mentor program. Um, come back. Mm-hmm. We're talking and, about that now. COVID killed the Dare to Dream program yeah. or put it on hold. Something yeah. like that coming back where yeah. mentors working with people. Yeah, okay. it would be probably a little bit different, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, just just some bodies. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. What about and affordable housing? Affordable, that would safe be housing. Yes. <laughs> do we yes. do we have enough? Are you challenged with that? Or do you we think you're going to be challenged? With that. Okay. Um, the biggest challenge is for the individuals that are disabled and just receiving that small um, disability check every month. It's around 800 bucks and uh, the going rate for an apartment just for rent around 550 and it's, it's getting higher. Um, so $800 yeah. is their total income. Right. Their rent's 550. I know people that are having a hard time eating on $800 yes. a month now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where our food boxes are coming in really handy. So we, we do not want to, ever have to stop doing that for people because we don't know where they would be. And, and, you know, and even food stamps are nice, but the income guidelines are so low that they're not going to get more than 50 bucks maybe a month mm-hmm. from food stamps. So it's, there's a lot of need. And what does that buy today at the oh grocery store goodness, yeah. with the prices of everything that's mm-hmm. uh, some junk food? Yeah. yeah. Because just think right now, three pounds of ground beef is $15. Yeah. And, you know, I need that to just feed my family of four to have a little bit of leftovers um, for the next day. And so just just the meat for a meal, fifteen dollars. Not not to digress too far into that whole issue. But I think people need to be aware that we're having a harder time getting access to food to be able Mm -hmm. to give away for two main reasons that we know of. One is the affordability for people to go to the grocery store and share with us because it's costing more. So Mm -hmm. people don't have the ability to do as much. Also, our other organizations that we work with, like Harvesters, Feeding America, they're getting less food because there's less food to get. Mm -hmm. If you go to the grocery store now, there's limits there. And so for our ability to help people be stabilized and be fed, which is a big part of being stable, is that we're going to need some new and innovative ways of getting food Mm -hmm. to be able to be able to help the populations that we're trying to help out with food and not just the ones in the housing program, the (laughs) ones at the mission and the ones on the streets and the ones who are driving by Tuesdays and Thursdays to get their food basket. So not, that's another program, another time (laughs) that's a big issue coming up is food scarcity in America. It's real. And access. You know, I think a good analogy for this too is as we're talking about, yes, shelter is maybe a first step, but you know, I just would like all the listeners to think right now, 
if you were sitting in your home with nothing in it and that's all you had, mm-hmm. would you consider that taken care of? So think about it. You can't order that you know, grocery list yeah. on Walmart mm-hmm. because you don't have technology to do it or you don't have the means to pay for it. You can't jump in your car and go get that Tylenol when you're sick or that NyQuil because guess what? You have no transportation. So I'm just curious of how many of us would think, okay, shelter is the answer. Well, it isn't because right now, if I was sitting in my living room of my 1958 home, uh, would I say that my needs are met? And the answer to that is no. So we cannot just stop at, yes, we're successful because we housed 160 people. No, because the housing is only a small portion of it. Um, And so that's what you're really seeing at the rescue mission is all of us trying to also say, what else do they need to be once they have that roof over their head? What else do they need to be successful? And that is truly made possible by the partnerships and the donors and all of that, because we can't do our part if those blessings aren't there either. I think the good part of this whole issue is that we have a community that really does care. Absolutely. And they just need to know how to help. 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 Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's not just, oh, we just want to help the shelter. Obviously, they've said we want to help out in the area of uh, combating human trafficking. We want to help Mm -hmm. out in the area of reaching out to the unsheltered homeless who are in the community. We want to help people to eat. And Mm -hmm. the list goes on and on. So, Misty, I I, uh, opened up a can of worms here and I said, (laughs) what do you want? So, you want want volunteers, um, which would be trained. You want um, access to more affordable housing, which isn't something you just make happen. Right. You know, it's a little yeah. more complicated, but we are talking with city leaders and so forth about affordable housing um, and access to it. What about landlords? Um, how's that going? You need more good Defin- landlords? Definitely need more good landlords. Uh-huh. Um, we don't want to put our people in places that aren't safe in yes. neighborhoods that aren't safe yeah. because they already have so many needs. And yes. we don't want to create any more barriers for people and um, put them at risk. Yeah. So um, we have made some great friendships with landlords, but always need more. What, what else do you want? Well, I want to point out that not everybody that we house even has income. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is part of the work that we do is making sure that people are eating because they don't have money. And so people... Zero. Zero. Not a, no, no disability nothing. check. No. no. They used to have a temporary thing the state used to give out. What yeah. was it called? I can't remember now. TANF. Uh, well, even before that. Uh, there before was, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was before you were born, I think. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there was a basic thing. While you were waiting on government support, there was a – and that went away years ago. So there are people literally that are at the rescue mission yes. or on the streets that have no income yes. whatsoever. They're not going to eat unless – they find food in the garbage can yes. or somebody helps them out. Right. And, it, um, and you know, they're in limbo because they need Social Security. But anybody who's familiar with that process knows that it, it can be years um, before somebody gets income. And we have some folks that just, they're not able to walk to the store. Even so if they had money, they can't walk to the store. So you're disabled mm-hmm. and you're eligible for Social Security. Yes. You're saying it can take years? Yes. How's that? Is it backlog? Well, and it just depends on who's who's doing the determination for you. So I'm sure there's a bottleneck on these determinations because of people paying attorneys to do them. And of course, mm-hmm. those are, you know, going to be a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a way that we could do them, um, but it it is time consuming and, and we really need a whole body for it. And I mean, if we had volunteers, you know. Something so if you had people that could help process through the social security oh, yes. systems and so amazing. forth or 
rescue mission at some point had a staff position yes. that was for that. That could expedite what could take years yes. into what's the quickest turnaround that you've seen? So there's a program right now. It's called SOAR, um, and it is it was developed just for homeless individuals. And the time on that process is around three to six months mm-hmm. okay. that they're seeing income. Mm-hmm. And while we're trying to figure out a way to put it in, in my team now, um, it's really a full-time position. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're, we're doing the training and trying to figure out how we can make it work. Um, and you know, maybe we will, but, um, okay. So best case scenario, we have a SOAR worker that can help expedite this to three to six months. Yeah. Still there's three to six months gap there right. where people exist. They just don't go, you know, plug themselves into a locker somewhere and we open up the locker. Okay. It's time for housing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be all these systems to fall yeah. into place. Otherwise here's the reality. We're going to keep doing what we've always been doing. Right. And we're going to be running out of shelter spaces. We're going to have more people in the streets and so forth. But there are solutions here. Yes. Mm -hmm. If we will come together to work the solutions and we find the right resources for this. Yes. So if you're listening out there, um, which I know you are, you're you're hearing my voice. um, (laughs) And I'm sure you're paying attention, um, is that there's maybe things that you can do that can be a part of this that are in, in that expert area as yeah. well as going to the grocery store and considering being a volunteer maybe you're a landlord maybe you know a landlord that would really like to make a difference yeah. and work with a phenomenal team mm-hmm. all right a couple more things what okay. do you want make this thing really sing okay eradicate um, homelessness in Pika, Kansas. <laughs> uh, let's see so hmm, i want more partnerships um mm-hmm. we're bringing a lot of things to the mission right now i'm currently working on um, there's a mobile unit for um, licenses, IDs, yes. and I'm talking to them about them actually just coming to the mission mm-hmm. and us not having to go um, mm-hmm. to the, the state offices, which taking homeless people um, that are experiencing mental illness t- to places like that can be kind of traumatizing mm-hmm. um, and scary. Mm-hmm. So whatever that I can do to bring mm-hmm. the services to the people I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if there's anybody listening that knows of more partnerships that, that we can bring to our guests, uh, that would be really beneficial. And uh, we've already seen mobile is kind of the yeah. name of the game now with <laughs> yeah. mobile access partnership. And so some of that's happening with the city ID yeah. uh, now, but we need to go to that next level um, of that. You know, Amanda, now that you're the new executive director, I have some ideas for you. You and do. So I do. <laughs> Is it off of Misty's dream list? <laughs> it's absolutely connected. Yes. But you know, what people um, uh, are challenged with is the total package idea of anything. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only way that we really ever do anything very successfully. And there's a lot of trial and error. Case in point, they send a spaceship up into outer space and they bring it back safely. Everything had to work together really well for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, 1960s, we went to the moon and came back. Everything had to work together just really well for that to happen. Mm-hmm. One time it didn't so well and they almost didn't make it back. But point of all that is, is in regards to people, it's the same thing. It's the same thing in regards to are we going to seriously address homelessness and all the associated issues around it to be able to get all the essential components. And you can't miss one bolt on a spaceship or that thing falls apart. Mm -hmm. So, Misty, what you have is a great understanding from both the 
public sector, now the private sector, from the ministry sector, well, Amanda, here's my idea for you, is <laughs> to be able to then empower Misty and a team to go to those different entities, and I'll help you, um, to be able to say, here's the package to make sure that we have a successful launch and return of our investments in regards to solving homelessness, which it's it's time to say no more to the one-offs, no more to run over here and let's put all our resources over yeah. here in this one area. And, oh, that didn't work, so let's run over here and put all our resources in another area. Rescue Mission hasn't done it that way, but public dollars have a lot. Mm-hmm. And so how do we help our elected officials, our policymakers, our funders understand here is the package. Perfect, no, but we're getting closer. How's that sound, Misty? Sounds great. It's kind of like the package that Amanda, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, Lamanda mm-hmm. um, talked about presenting and that's kind of where my brain is is Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna give you every reason to say yes to me i'm Mm -hmm. going to be prepared Mm -hmm. for you to say yes because i don't want to hear no Mm -hmm. and it's because um i think i've been blessed with knowing what people need to get housed and stay housed Mm -hmm. so that's why we now have people from medicaid here at the mission we have people from grace med here we have people just helping with phones um you know we have a lot of things going on here but Everything in totality, I'll be ready to present it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'd be ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I believe that I really, truly know what they need. Mm -hmm. And there's not really one answer for housing for everybody, but there is a checklist of things that people need just to take the step into housing. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need more partnerships so that they can obtain those things that they need. And really caring for the people where they're at in the journey. That's what I think is a struggle sometimes for some to wrap the head around, you know, or, well, you're enabling. Well, no, Mm -hmm. we're not enabling. Mm -hmm. We realize where the people are um, and we know where they can be, um, but they can't get there just in one leap. They just can't. So it starts with a cup of coffee. It starts with a smile. It starts with a, do you need XYZ, whatever it is. Um, And that's how that um, beginning level of trust is starting to be built. Um, But then we need to be able to be prepared to take it a step further that when that trust is there, then we're able to say, here's all of the things that we can do for you, with you. Um, And that's what we're trying to build right now. Misty, you've got hundreds of stories that um, you could probably tell today. What's, what's one that stands out in your mind for people to hear what this is all about? Oh, uh, when um, we did Tent City, I met a lady who was 10 to 12 years homeless. And she was very young. Mm-hmm. I thought she was old enough to be my mother when I met her. And she was just about my age. She's all worn out, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so tired. Her body was broken down. Um lung issues, heart issues, um, just her, I mean, just everything. And she was just a ray of sunshine regardless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was just so excited about helping the other people that were out here with her. She wasn't even housed. Um, But we were working on that piece for her and she, it was coming along. She had a voucher. Things were going great, but she spent so much time helping others while she was still down in the trenches. And, um, so she's probably my favorite person, (laughs) um, that I've, that I've got to be a part of her housing. Um, 
but just seeing her and some of the things that that we did together um her success i mean she's still housed today it's i don't know how what, how long has that been almost three years mm-hmm. or? it was uh, 20 uh, <laughs> 2020 okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but you know she's still housed today she's still doing well she's uh, mended relationships with her children that were broken she gets to see her grandchildren now and um she has social security now she has an income because when we placed her she was one of those people that didn't have income so we were taking her food you know regularly but she's just it was nice to see that process from um the beginning to the end Mm -hmm. and to know that it's still there's a lot of things that could be just kind of uh, dissected within that whole (laughs) thing but we're not helping people we're working with people to help people who sometimes need help themselves Mm -hmm. which we all do in some regard um, but being able to do it together, um, it's not just us coming in as the rescuers yeah. to mm-hmm. rescue people, although rescuing is important at certain uh, times when you're walking in off the streets, you need a place mm-hmm. to be rescued from. But it's about relationship again, over and over and over again, kind of goes back to that whole thing. What Jesus say was the greatest commandments, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. <laughs> we keep kind of going back to that. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. You know, regardless of how different they may be right. from us or think differently or believe differently, love them in, in spite of that. Well, I'm going to um, say this, that I believe that after my vast years <laughs> of learning uh, the things that do work, things that don't work, I believe we're onto something here mm-hmm. that really is, um, I'll, I'll, I'll step out, is a closest thing to a solution to solving the problem of people experiencing homeless mm-hmm. that we've ever come across with the total package and plan that we have it the Topeka Rescue Mission and in this community and could probably go beyond. And so I think this is an exciting time. Oh, yeah. I'm fired um, up. Uh-huh. I'm so fired up. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and, 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 and I hope that those of you who are listening are fired up as well. Yes. If you want to be a part of something that's game-changing, not like you haven't been already. It's not like we're starting from scratch here. But we have really got the understanding now of what we can do next. And yeah, there's challenges, probably bigger and bigger challenges coming for everybody in our nation and our world because of the conditions of the world. But if you want to be a part of something today, don't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, Get on board today. Lamanda, Misty, anything else before we uh, close down for our community, our mission today? I think I'm just so appreciative. Um, the staff at TRM um, what they do is not easy. There's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of challenges. Um, but there's a lot of breakthroughs and there's a lot of triumphs too, um, because of their hard work and just their dedication to people. Um, and it's, it's not just about, um, rescuing people. It's about receiving people. And, um, I just heard that on the trailer of chosen and that has really stuck with me. And so just really appreciative of the staff and also our community. Um, you know, what we do is not easy. Um, but what we, are doing is setting us apart from other communities. So, Yeah, I'm just, um, I don't want people to be overwhelmed by if they want to help and they don't know how because it's it it's really easy. I'm really good at delegating things so I can find <laughs> you a very simple job if you need it. Um, but a lot of people just don't know what to do, but I'd be happy to help with, awesome. with sorting that out. Very mm-hmm. good. 
Well, Topeka Rescue Mission, Topeka, Kansas, uh, this whole region is very blessed to have both of you. Lamanda, congratulations on uh, you. your uh, 72 hours as executive <laughs> director. Congratulations to me that I survived yes, the 36 right. years. And uh, Misty, congratulations to you for being now our director of our guest yes, services here at Topeka you. Rescue Mission. And thank you all for being a part of this story of Topeka Rescue Mission now in its 70th year. It keeps moving forward, being there, ready to stand in the gap and go beyond to help do what God has called us to do, to love him, to love our neighbors, ourselves. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to our website at trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. There you can find a way to help and volunteer and find out more information about anything. And Misty, I think there's a video that you've recently done on there that speaks to this, or there's several videos actually (laughs) that they can find with you on there to talk about what uh, people can get involved with. You'd like to help out financially with Topeka Rescue Mission or help us with our needs. All that's right on there as well of the Topeka Rescue Mission website. So thank you for being a part of this story. Thank you for helping us to give hope and help to those in our community who are brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission.